Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Masters of the Matrix. I'm Greg M. It's very good to be back, and I'm very pleased to be sitting here today working on a new episode. And I want to thank you all for continuing with me on this journey of discovery, of truth, of remembering. It is such an important time for us to be here, and really a great time to be alive. And I just want to let you know that I've been busy working on myself, working on my inner world, healing and releasing and doing what needs to be done in order for me to be my best self so that I can present and provide the best energetic tools and information that I can in order to help you find your own truth and remember your own purpose and path. And so I've been working on a lot of that stuff for myself. I've been meditating a lot more. I've been healing a lot more. I've been working on the things that are kind of were holding me back from discovering my, my truth and my best self. And so I recommend anybody out there that if you're feeling the need to step back and step out of what you've been doing, feel free to do that. And if there's anyone giving you any pressure to not do that, then you need to really rethink about if that is the right energy for you to be around because we need these times for us to step back and to take a day, to take a weekend to take a week, a month, or even a year. It doesn't matter how long that time is, but we need these times in order to recharge, to reassemble, so that we can remember who we really are. Because there's so much going on out there. There's so much noise. And so I just needed that time to step back and to do all of these things so I can be my best. So what have I been working on? Well, I want to talk about something very awesome that I've been working on. I've been working on something called Mayan sacred geometry. And so I haven't really talked too much about sacred geometry, but just to give you a sort of a brief rundown and what sacred geometry is, we, we might have heard that term before and it's being used, it's being thrown around all over the place. But really what it is, is, you know, when you see a pyramid, when you see a sphere, when you see shapes um, of, you know, whatever shape it is, they would tend to call that geometry or sacred geometry. Sacred geometry is sort of the you know, five platonic solids, but it goes further into that, more in depth into that. And why is that important in our lives? Well, sacred geometry is everywhere. It is a language. It is light and it is sound. So it's essentially, at its core, information. We are made up of sacred geometry. Our thoughts are actually sacred geometry. So what we think is actually being created in sacred geometry form. And so if we're thinking in symmetrical thoughts, sort of resonant thoughts, then we're thinking in symmetry, where we're working with the universe. But if we're thinking in negative thoughts or in fearful thoughts, we're thinking in the terms of dissonance. So remember, like attracts like. If we're thinking in love, if we're thinking in high vibration, we're going to attract that because we're putting that out in our minds in the form of sacred geometry. But on the opposite end of that, if we're putting out fear, if we're thinking in anxiousness or nervousness, then we're creating a sacred geometry that is actually in the shape of dissonance. It's not really sacred. It's not actually, it's just geometry. So what does that mean if it's just geometry? It means that it's not necessarily symmetrical. So with that great Dr. Masiro Emoto, 
who had many experiments based off water, putting emotion into water, loving emotion and hateful emotion, he showed that these crystals would form in either sacred geometry, when you put in love, or they put uh, hate into it. It was actually just a mess. It was chaotic, but there was still obviously a geometry to it. And so that is a great example of how this actually works, that we are actually thinking in terms of geometry. So if we can think like that and realize that, if we are we thinking symmetrically? Are we thinking in sacred geometry? Then if so, that is going to create more of the same. If we're thinking in fear or anxiety or whatever else, we're going to be attracting more of that. Because remember, the goal of fear is to attract more fear. The goal of love is to create more love. So I've been working on this amazing light language. It's called Mayan light language, and it's really from uh, an ancient Mayan bloodline that ended up in Mexico. And in this little town in Mexico, there were these really miraculous healers that were working with the sacred geometry light language. And people from all over the place would come and visit this town, and they would be cured and healed from apparently incurable diseases by using this light language. And so this light language is really at the core, speaking to the universe at a very deep level in terms of color and geometry. So it speaks a language to ourselves and it speaks a language to the universe. It's actually, it, it's a language that our, our auras actually speak. It's something that we're already actually doing, whether we're conscious about it or not. So remember, everything has geometry. Everything is geometry, whether you look at nature and through seashells and plants and flowers, waters and waves, crystals and minerals. Essentially everything it's it's in resonance, right? It's it's speaking to each other, whether it's in resonance or with it, or if it's in dissonance. So it will attract what that is. And so this Mayan light language comes from 25 plus generations of being taught to its previous and to its next generation. So it is very powerful. It's nothing that is just made up. It's different from what you may type into Google or YouTube and people are speaking in sort of this tongue language. Um, that is a certain light language. That is a soul level light language. But this light language that I've learned is sort of a universal, practical light language that I could essentially, you know, weave and create light grids for people, for objects, or for things that will essentially create a conscious grid that will work with the energy field around you into the greater energy fields that you're speaking with. So for example, if you put a light grid into your house, then whoever comes into your house will interact with this light grid. Whoever you're coming in contact with, if you have a personal grid, will interact with your light grid first. So remember, we have basically light grids around us, but a lot of us may be unconscious to what as to what these light grids actually are. They may be beneficial for us or they may not be. And so that is the, sort of the power behind this, these light grids is that you can consciously intend to create your desired reality based off this language. It's a very powerful thing. And it's something that I've been practicing for the past several months. So that is one of the main things that I've been working on and adding into my toolbox as an energy healer. What else is in my toolbox? Well, I've been working with, as you know, light resonance, the color of light, because light, light actually has color. I've been working with the energy healing in my hands. I've used crystals. I use a sound. And now, of course, I'm a practitioner of Mayan light language. So I'm very excited and thankful to have all and to have learned and to have all these tools in order for me to not only heal myself, but help other people heal themselves and create their desired reality. 
So I am very excited about the path that I'm walking on. And as again, I said before, you know, sometimes they say you need to take a step back in order to take two steps forward. And I totally and completely agree with that. And again, for anyone out there that is feeling like they need to step back, listen to your bodies and please don't beat yourself up for wanting to take some time for yourself. Now more than ever, it's such an important time that we listen to our inner world. So after all, without our inner balance, we can certainly become how, how lost in this outer world if we don't have a compass to guide us back home. Because now more than ever, we are living in the noisiest time that this planet has ever existed in. You step outside, you look on the TV, you look on your phone, and usually 99% of the time, it's going to be a lot of noise that's trying to distract you. So we need that internal compass in order to have that compass pointing north so we know which way north is now more than ever so again it doesn't matter if you need to take a day a week or a month take that time that you need to heal and then be grateful for that moment that you have and if you have people in your life that are being hard on you well perhaps it's time to set boundaries boundaries are a very healthy thing and say i need this time for myself but if that energy continues then you know it may be time to find other people in your people in your life that actually truly love you and support you because that's what love is it's about letting go and allowing right it's not about constricting and holding on is it so i have completely noticed something in my life in the past 6 months especially that most if not all of my friends have pretty much went their separate ways and i had thought about that you know your ego thinks about that and your ego can be quite hurt about that but as a spiritual person first you know i look at things energetically and i see basically what's going on there why is this manifesting in the way it is and really what's happening is that i'm continually you know forcing myself to grow whether whether i want to or not i'm not even going to let myself get in the way of growing so if there's something I need to work on, it has to come to the surface. Remember, what needs to be healed has to be seen, right? You can't just heal something that's invisible. So we have to allow things to come to the surface in whatever emotion or whatever form it comes to so that we can see it and then we can heal it and then release it so that we can become our best selves. So that's really what I've been working on is I've been having no excuse for myself and saying, okay, how can I be better? Where did I go wrong? Because even today, I still make daily mistakes. But the point of mistakes is to experience. The point of mistakes is to grow. So I don't even really believe in that word. I believe in the word experiences. I believe in the word learning. And so that's what this is about. And so I've been sort of forcing myself to grow. And energetically, if you look at it, if you're growing and something else is not, whether you're going to be for example, a weed and the weeds growing tall and another weed beside you isn't growing, well, you're not going to actually be in the same experience together. It's the same thing with human friendship and even actually families. So if we're growing and someone else is not growing, then it's an energetic fact that we're not going to experience life together. And it's nothing to be guilty or shameful for. And everyone is allowed to grow at their own pace. So it's very important to, to be humbled by this, to just see it for what it is, and to then realize that these empty spots where there were once friends are going to be filled by the energy that you're currently emanating. So you're going to find new friends that are at the vibration that you're at. So there's no need to worry. But that's one thing that I've really noticed in my life is that I've now am com almost completely on my own working on this path. And, you know, I'm very thankful for this 
for this time that I've had because in the past, I used to rely on my friends. I used to be very worried about my friends. I used to very, be very like reliant on my friends. What are my friends doing? What are they thinking? And I was that person. I was always that person to always try to please everybody. I was always the, the person that would always say sorry first. And now I've grown into that person that actually has integrity that, you know, I, I love, I, I don't mind saying sorry I, I, if I'm, if I'm wrong. Um, but at the same time, if there's, you know, unneeded or unnecessary anger towards me, then I'm seeing it for what it is. I'm going to, I'm not going to hold on to it. I'm not going to re, be resentful for that person for being angry at me. But at the same time, I'm not going to allow that energy to affect my life because that energy is really designed to hold you down at a certain frequency. So if we're constantly surrounded by people that are angry, that are angry at us or they're angry people, then we are unconsciously or consciously allowing that energy to hold us back. So are we truly honoring our path by being in these same situations that are, that are not really allowing us to grow? So if you're that person out there and you are working on your spiritual self and you're working on your inner world and you're noticing your outside world change, know that this is completely normal. Right. So for people that are out there and they're searching for themselves in the outside world, they're not going to find lasting change. They're not, they're not going to find lasting peace. They may find peace for a week. They may find peace for a few months, but eventually it's going to come back to them. Their inner world is going to manifest what's going on inside. So if you're really, truly inside uh, quite a, a selfish person in the way that, you know, you love attention, it's all about you. It's all about being seen. Then you're going to manifest that in the outside world. But if you come to terms with yourself and who you really are and your place in the world, and you find that inner peace through that inner freedom, through that inner knowing of who you really are, then there's nothing out there in the world that's going to manifest that's going to make you change your mind. That's the power of living in our inner world first, of having that internal compass first, is that nothing in the outside world can really shake you. And that's really what it's designed to do. The outside world is, at this point is, is, is designed to distract you, but it's also designed to awaken you. This is the time we're living in right now. And so again, I recommend again and again to lower the noise in your lives. So especially coming from mainstream media, news, social media, even modern music, we need to think about the message that is in these information streams. Are they uplifting? Do they make you feel good about yourself? If they do, then great. But if not, we need to have the courage to let them go. So once you start to see the truth, that thread of truth, and you follow it and you pull on it and it grows and grows, it's going to unfold. And then you're going to truly notice how these standard avenues of past information are being used against you. See, if you're inside the box, you're not going to really see it until you're standing outside the box looking in. And so that fear that they use in the media, in the in TV and newspapers, that fear is their weapon. And that is how they control you. I spoke about this briefly before. Who is they? Well, there are elites on this planet that want you to live in a constant state of fear. I won't get into the details, but if you do your own research, it's not that hard to find who these people are. Some are known and some are unknown. But I'll give you a hint. It's all about profit and control. Profit off the backs of people and to control them. Just look at so-called history. It's interesting how history is spelt. H-I-S. Story. His story. It is a story told by the victors. 
or it's a story that they want you to believe. So the rabbit hole goes very deep here, and I'll leave it up to you to do your own research, but I want to remind you that you won't find this information in mainstream media or Google internet. You, you could perhaps use DuckDuckGo, or if you have channels on Telegram that you can kind of plug into that you trust. But at the same time, this other alternative information, you can't just also believe it either. We have to have some form of discernment. And our discernment filter is truly our heart. We have to listen to our hearts. Or do our hearts resonate with this information that we're being led to believe or led to believe is true? So, for example, if I'm watching the news, I can feel it in my heart right away that this is just information that is not good for me. It's information I can feel trying to pull down my vibration. But if I, on the other hand, if I listen to information that is about spiritual truth, I can sometimes feel that this information is really good information. This is truthful information. But I can also sometimes, people that are on the alternative side, say things that are feel like, well, this is, seems exaggerated. This feels a little bit far-fetched, even for someone as spiritual as, as me. And I mean that in the fact that I'm very open to things. I'm, I believe that magic is real. I believe that anyone can do anything. But we still have to have some form of discernment. It's so important. I re, I've said that before. This is the age of discernment. We have to discern for ourselves what is true. we got to do that on both sides of the coin. I want to say something, too, that I found very interesting that I've thought about recently. When I was a kid, I used the software, and for those that remember that, we had modems back in the day that used our phone lines to connect to the internet. And so there's a software that I used, and when you open the software, in bold letters it stated, whoever controls the flow of information controls the world. Now I remember this day because I was 14 at this time, and I felt chills running through my body. So I still really remember that quite vividly. And now how think of think of how such truth that is now in these times. Think of who controls the flow of information now to us, to you. Think in, think in terms of Google and the newspaper and in TV. Who owns these corporations? What do they have to gain and what do they have to lose? You start asking these questions and the answers will find you. And so the goal of these corporations, of these so-called elites, is to use our consciousness against ourselves so that we become prisoners of our own making. And honestly, it is super brilliant, but it's super terrifying too once you actually see it. But once we claim our inheritance as creators of our own reality, then we will very quickly notice when fear is trying to take us over. Like I said before, when I watch something on TV, listen to something in the news, even listen to music, I can feel it in my heart. My heart tells me if this is good for me or bad for me. And so we have to watch that. We have to become the filter when we're watching that on TV, on social media, even our friends and family, governments, and so on. And when you get to that point, when you see the truth and experience the truth, you're going to get to a vibration where you really enjoy being in. And you're going to notice the difference between that vibration and, your, and the old vibration of fear. And at that point, we simply won't let it happen because we've already experienced that freedom and peace internally. So why, why would we want to give that up? And so I, I've talked about this before, but, you know, we all can be in balance. And that's why we come here on this planet to experience what it's like to have and what it's like to have not. What it's like to, you know, be loved and what it's like not to be loved. So just as an individual can be in balance, so can a massive corporation, an ent- entity or a government body. So, for example, would you listen to a sociopath for advice on love? 
Would you listen to someone who beats their children on how to take care of yours? Would you listen to a corporation that focuses solely on profit and stakeholders and that has no real heart or compassion on how to care for your environment or better yet, what to put inside your bodies? Ask these questions and step outside the box. There are truly so many tools now that can help us on a daily basis. We have spent just a bit of time using them. And so these tools, like I've said, can be nature, you know, walking in nature, going for a swim in the lake, just laying on the grass, meditation, yoga, sports, any form of exercise, arts like painting or drawing or music, crystals, listening to 432 hertz music, sacred geometry, hypnotherapy, the art of the breath, and the list goes on and on. But I recommend to try and find something that resonates with you and go with it and grow with it. Remember, what we spend time on expands. So if we focus on these things that lift and cleanse us, then we shall be lifted and cleansed. If we spend time on fearful things, then our minds and bodies will respond accordingly. So if we're spending all day and all night watching the news and listening to the papers and what's next, what's coming around the corner, what other governments are telling us, then our bodies are going to be producing a chemical that actually lowers our immune system. So the chances of us getting sick are going to be so much higher. Our bodies aren't designed to be in this fight or flight mechanism 24 hours a day. It's really not. So when we're watching death tolls on a daily basis, do you think that's good for our bodies? Our bodies respond to what our minds are thinking. So we need to step back from these fearful thinking, if these fearful thoughts, this fearful energy that's being almost at the point of injected into us. I find that quite ironic. So remember, the goal of fear is to create more fear. If we want to step out of it, then we need to remove ourselves from these things that are creating fear in our lives. Whatever that may be, we need to have that courage. And this is the world that we're living in now. It's meant to trigger you, it's, but it's also meant to awaken you at the very same time to, our, to your true power, to your true self. I mean, it, the evidence is now so clear as to how corrupt our mo- modern society is. It becomes fairly obvious to those that are on the truth-seeking path. But we have to have the courage to know that we are supported on our journey of the unknown. And we need to step outside of what we've been taught to believe and to come up with our own stories instead of his story. So instead of being told who we are and who we need to be in order to be so-called successful, we have to come to terms with what's successful for us. What, what does it mean for us to be successful? For me, being successful means being happy, being in peace, being in freedom. That may not be what it means for you, but at least I came up to the term of what that means for me. And if you haven't already, I suggest that you do so. It will, it's the most liberating thing that you can ever do because no one can ever take that away from you. right? So no one's telling you you need to have a car that's worth $50,000 or more to be fit to fit into a society in order to be seen. You don't need to make $100,000 or more in order to be loved by your family or by your spouse. I don't think that's very fair. I don't think that's even realistic. And I think that's actually quite dark and twisted because all these things are just illusions. All these things will fade in time. And what doesn't fade in time? What lasts forever? Love, how we treat each other, how we treat ourselves, that lasts forever. All these material things, they dissolve they go away. The buildings that we're standing in now, the streets that we're walking in now, 
one day will no longer be there. They'll dissolve into something else and they'll change form into the next thing that's meant to be experienced and created for the next generation. So we need to see that life is fleeting, but at the same time, ironically, life is infinite and forever. And so we need to find that infiniteness inside of us and it's in each of us right now and it's waiting for it to be found. That's how powerful you really are. It's all about remembering. It's not really about learning. It's morally about forgetting and remembering. Morally, I like that word. I'm going to use that one from now on. Morally. Anyways, it's about honoring ourselves, isn't it? And it's about honoring ourselves in the way that we're meant to be honored. And so what I recommend for anyone out there is to ask yourselves, how can I honor my body at this time? What will I, how can I love my body? What is something that I can do that will honor and love my body? And then do that. And then watch the reaction from yourself. Watch the reaction as to whatever that may be, as to how your body reacts and how your mind responds. When you, Because when you act out of love, you receive love. And so you're going to feel that love from your body. It's a very powerful connection. And it's going to grow because you're focusing on that. So a lot of the times we don't really think in terms of how can I honor my body? How can I honor my mind right now? Because we're so programmed and running off these old programs that are essentially controlling us from our birth. We just don't even realize it. It's like those frogs that are put into water and the water is slowly boiled. And by the time that they're boiling to death, they don't even realizing it. Now, I'm not saying that it's that bad for us, but there's a similarity there that we've been programmed since birth and we've been going for so long on these programs that we don't even recognize what these programs are doing to us anymore until our bodies are screaming no more. So why don't we just now say, how can I act out of love for my body? What is something I can do for my body that's out of love? And then do that. And again, watch what happens and experience what happens. And I bet you there's going to be magic involved in that. So I truly want to thank you all deeply and from the bottom of my heart for being with me on this journey to allowing me to be on the journey with you. It is truly an honor to be able to share each other's experiences so that we can inspire each other to be our best. I'm really looking forward to some new and exciting episodes that I have upcoming. I am going to be interviewing a lot more people. I've got a lot more interesting things to discuss. And so stick around. It's going to be an amazing 2022 and 2023 in a year of change, in a year of action, in a year of getting stuff done. Let's do that together. Let's inspire and let's be our best selves. I love you all and I'll see you next time. Take care. Bye-bye.